0: All right, so what happened while I was starting to try to put some notes together for something tonight, Uh, uh, there's an email that comes from one of our friends in in South Africa that uh, is uh, listening to these uh, Gideon Warrior Network archives and fellowships, and I get some communication from time to time from... Uh, a couple of those in South Africa, and all of the things that they're going through. well, it just so happens that the link that was sent to me was a link regarding a person who was in the u k um being extradited to France, I think it was, or extradited from France or something on on charges that you know she's been a participant in a a illegitimate cancer um a cure if you will or or uh an o- an operation that 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 she has been a participant in and her and some other individual so then as we started doing a little research um I told Judy go ahead and do a little research on that and gave her the link and so forth and uh, what do we find out is that there is a another uh Um, highly uh, trained medical doctor and
1: uh, and uh, let let me know if you get background noise on me right.
0: well I just heard something just before you asked that like it was a humming or something
1: but yeah Yeah, let me know if it's continuous or not okay
0: and yeah it's still
1: doing it all right uh, I'll mute for now okay
0: yeah and and I'll let you know when I'm kind of after I've made the introduction here on it so so um okay. as we as we start reviewing um while uh, I'm still trying to look at what some things that I can bring um we find out that this this particular doctor is he's a uh, highly trained medical doctor. He's you know, uh, learned in I'm, I'm going to do a total just total uh, disservice now. Um, but if you go to Snopes, and if you look so I'll give this this information off of the link, Snopes.com, and it's News 2017, and it's uh, uh, 5-9 of 2017. So, um, uh, Scientist Questionable Institute Cancer is basically the the remainder of the address that gets you pretty close to what you're going to be looking for there. And so, he's a very uh, well-trained scientist. And so forth, and as you know she begins to read through the things there's what he did was he founded a a particular thing um a set of scientific you know um, uh, particulars that were having an effect on cancer um, and so I can read through the uh, the article, and that would probably be some of the best way to probably do it. But the long and the short is is that what we find? Again, we find that his information, his proprietary, educational. What do they call that? I think I'm looking for the word. Um, what do they uh, they call that? China is stealing our uh, something or other. Uh, uh, what do they call it, Jeremiah? It's right on the tip In- of the tongue.
1: Intellectual property.
0: Yeah, intellectual, intellectual property. property. Oh, that's right. So, so the intellectual property that he has regarding this, this, this cure, if you will, or this, this scientific information that is having an effect on on the cancer, turns out that an Israeli pharmaceutical company purchased the intellectual property from him. And then they went on to making him out as to be a quack doctor, literally removing information about what happened with the university that he was at. And, uh, you know, here we are, once again, finding ourselves, there's Jordan back, finding ourselves, uh, you're looking good now, Jordan. It looks like you got your, your... uh, microphone fixed there. Are you? Can you hear yeah, me now? I, I can hear you. All right. Good deal. All right. So anyhow, uh, it was just a, an interesting read that uh, Judy went through last night. And um, I'm going to read you from this Snopes article because, again, as I say, the bottom line, what do we find? We find that the intellectual property is being purchased by an Israeli pharmaceutical company, and then we find all sorts of other things. So as we go along in this, I'll point a few things out. And, and I guess for lack of nothing else tonight is, you know, let's think about these kinds of things and think about what's happening. And just like Brzezinski down there in Texas, um, you know, we, we are not allowed to have the information that we desire to have uh that would potentially help us no we've got to have this food and drug administration and you know how many other healthcare agency things or agencies running interference on whatever's going on out here in the name of safety and the name of you know protectionism all the while essentially they're they're keeping us sick and um not allowing us access to the best, best information that that we can have. Uh, frankly, uh, if you read uh, Eustace Mullins' book, uh, Murder by Injection, um, Eustace Mullins wrote about this 25 to 30 years ago already, somewhere in the late 70s to the early part of the 80s, I believe is what his book was and telling us all, around, all about the medical establishment and who was in control of it. And so once again, we find ourselves being you know, controlled by a small group of individuals herding us into a world government Babylonian system. And that's frankly where I spent a little bit of my time last night, was reading about some of the things in the book of Revelation, and thinking about how you know we have in the book of Revelation the mystery Babylon and it's not the same as the Babylon of the old but is it no it's not because it's mystery Babylon you see because i think that what has happened is that we've operated under the belief system because of our church world that you know, old Babylon was destroyed and never to be, you know, inhabited again. But we lose sight of the of the fact and the possibility, the real possibility that what these biblical records are are in samples to us about what the scripture also says is there's nothing new under the heavens. So we have things being done over and over and over again but they're just packaged in a new way and so as a result we tend not to notice because it's been repackaged so we have a hard time associating what is left for us in a record with what's going on with us today because we're not connecting the dots or putting the two uh, you know the two groups together or the two different you know uh, lines of thinking converging to say hey this is just like something that i remember or that was written about or that has been recorded for us in the past and so i think this is the same situation and as i got to thinking about things that you read in revelation 15 16 and 17 and so forth um man i tell you uh, I, it is hard for me to understand how come we as a people are not Outraged and literally coming unglued at what is happening and how it's being done and how, you know, this system is marshalling all its resources to continue to, uh, to a world economic control, just as Babylonian, uh, Babylon of, of old was. So anyhow, here's, here's the essence of the article so I don't get too far wind here. Cancer in all its forms has been cured. This remains a perceived truth in the corners of the Internet where supplements and conspiracy theories are peddled. This is the way the article starts. A particular cure named GCMAF, short for GC, protein-derived macrophage activating factor, which is a chemically altered form of a natural protein that allegedly stipulates the activity of a specific kind of white blood cell. So you can see what's going on here is that you've got a protein-derived activating factor which is altering or doing something with a specific activity of the white blood cells. And it says, quote, has the potential to be a universal cure for cancer. The Alternative Health and 9-11 Truth website, Natural News, proclaimed in 2015. BCMAF is also believed the website reported, to be capable of treating and reversing autism, HIV, liver, kidney diseases, and diabetes. Rumor has it that GCMAF has the potential to be a cure for even more diseases such as herpes as well. GCMAF's promise as a cure for cancer and more has caught up not only those who frequent fringe medical sites online, but also those seeking to profit from it. In 2009, an Israeli pharmaceutical company purchased the intellectual property behind GCMAF therapy. And since around 2010, at least three companies have been promoting, have sold, or are currently selling some version of the cure. The founder of one of the most prominent of those companies, David Noakes of Immunobiotech Limited, will soon be appearing in court to face charges that include conspiring to manufacture a medicinal product without a license. Now, the first thing that brought us to this article was David Noakes, which this article just referred to. So in trying to find out who David Noakes was and about his organization and what was going on, um, that's what led us to this article on Snopes. Although GCMAF is not approved for use as a medical treatment in the United States, some American doctors still promote or discuss its use through their practices website. Hundreds of pages of online message board conversations document online conversations between gravely sick people wondering if perhaps this storied cure will be the one that finally saves them. Inevitably, these conversations end up pointing to shady websites purporting to sell the GCMAF cure. Okay, well, why is it that it it points to shady websites purporting to have the cure? The reason is, is because you can't get to the real thing because, as I said in the article, Now, you can call me a conspiracy nut or whatever you want, but the bottom line is I know that an Israeli pharmaceutical company has purchased the intellectual property. I also know from this article that at least three other uh, medical organizations or whatever have been promoting and selling some version of the cure. Well, what version of the cure? You see, that's the question, Snopes. So, if you really want to do something for us, Snopes, dig in and find out what version of the cure. Is it the actual real thing? Or is it something else that's being done so that there is no cure? You following me so far, everybody? Yep. Although GCM, let's see, an international crackdown on, notice that too, an international crackdown on the promotion and sale of this wonder cure in late 2015 pushed its promoters deeper and deeper into the fringes of the internet, allowing GCMAF to become the original basis for a widely incoherent and completely false, in parentheses, conspiracy theory about holistic doctors being murdered by some ill-defined cabal of nefarious government agents furtively working on behalf of the pharmaceutical industry. Quote, a breakthrough cancer treatment appears to be the reason why a handful of holistic doctors were recently found suicided, end quote. Trumpeted Health Nut News founder Aaron Elizabeth in August 2016. Quote, haven't heard about GCMAF as a viable cure against cancer? Question, end quote. Natural News asked with an answer already in mind. Quote, that's because none of their studies became widely known until the doctors themselves started dying. Now isn't that something? That's because none of their studies became widely known until the doctors themselves started dying. So why did the doctors themselves start dying? And why was it that none of their studies became known until after they themselves start dying? In a sense, GCMAF is the perfect cure to appeal to the internet's pseudo-scientific alternative health underbelly, even if that audience was perhaps not GCMAF's original target. On these websites, the primary of, quote, natural, end quote, cures over man-made ones reigns blindly supreme. And one of the most popular tropes used by these sites to play into that narrative is that a supplement which is how GCMAF is typically marketed, is a tool that allows your body to do the dirty work of curing what ails you without the need for any of those nasty man-made pharmaceuticals. That, in theory, is what GCMAF is supposed to do. GCMAF, according to those promoting that cure, is a chemically altered form of a molecule naturally found in human blood that, when injected into the bloodstream, stimulates the activity of macrophages, a crucial form of white blood cells that can, in essence, ingest a variety of foreign substances found in the bloodstream or in other tissues they might migrate to. Now, let's just stop there, because we don't have to be a scientist to understand that our bodies are fearfully and wonderfully made, so says the psalmist. I will praise thee and fear thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And think about it, you've got a little heart about six inches in length, four inches in diameter that pumps blood at the rate of two and a quarter tons a day. So um, we know what we have here. And we have a machine here that not only can tick along with really very little done to it in terms of maintenance or, you know, other things that we might routinely think of, outside of our body in day-to-day life that we would have to do in order to keep something working. And this little thing that we've got called our human body is able to clean itself up, is able to repair itself, is able to get rid of things that it does not want, is able to attack things that it sees attacking it, is able to cut off and shut down whatever appendage of the body is necessary in order to provide survival for the rest of it. So I stop right here on this here and say, you know, obviously there's something in our bodies, however it's getting there, whether it's because of any kinds of vaccines, whether it's because of something else in the food chain, whatever it is that is, is going on in the body and so forth is our body is becoming ineffective to be able to fight and to do the things in which it needs to do. Now we can always say, well, you know, this is the curses and the blessings coming upon us. But I'll tell you something else. I've been thinking a lot about that lately. And I think we've had some things wrong about that. So sometime in the future, if you want to ask me what I'm talking about around that, then maybe we'll bring it out in the a, in a form of a study. But I don't think that we can so easily and so um, how do I want to say it, uh, nonchalantly or so callously, just go ahead and throw out uh, the idea that you know it's curses and blessings, and basically blame it all on God. Um, so I think that we have to reevaluate a little bit about how we've been approaching that, so that's what I mean by that. Now I'll continue on. So we're talking about this you know, crucial form of white blood cells that can, assess and, in essence, ingest a variety of foreign substances. There is one chemical crucial to the purported mechanism behind GCMAF, an enzyme dubbed Nagalese. The idea behind it, as presented primarily by the work of a single scientist, is that cancerous cells and other diseases are capable of shutting down macrophage activity by releasing this enzyme. The enzyme makes those macrophages dormant. The argument goes, thereby making it harder for your body to fight a cancer and other ailments. Inject your body with some GCMAF and these macrophages escape their zombie state and get right to work, or so its promoter's claim. Now right here in this paragraph, another idea. A single scientist. And they underline scientists. okay? Now I can tell you that Um, Brzezinski was a single scientist or a single medical practitioner also that had found what he knew was something that was necessary and began to promote it. And our FDA, if you've never listened to the video on uh, um, Brzezinski, you need to Google it, pull it up, and take a look at it. It is. It was a very eye-opening um, uh, video for me, and, and it supported basically what I learned from um, Eustace Mullen's book. Hey, good evening, Rich.
2: Hey, good evening, guys.
0: Did you get in here in the last 10 minutes or so? Because I was looking at an Internet page, so I didn't see when you popped in.
2: Yeah, about about ten minutes ago.
1: Okay, all right. So you're up
0: to speed at least that I'm reading from this article on Snopes about a uh, a scientist that uh, founded a uh, uh, a mechanism called that is titled GC small c MAF. And I'll just continue with the article because I'm talking about uh, the fact that this. Scientist, the intellectual property that this scientist had uh, that came up with this this uh, product or this chemical that was critical toward um, the white blood cells. Guess who bought it? An Israeli <laughs> pharmaceutical firm. So, um, in as I was uh, opening up here, I said these are some things that I was thinking about. Some of the stuff. You know, about all what's going on in our country, thinking about Babylon of old, thinking about the book of Revelation and Mystery Babylon, and how I think we're missing the point that Mystery Babylon is Babylon of old, is is akin to, it just is being titled different in the book of Revelation, because we were told that old Babylon was going to be destroyed, never to be inhabited again, so anyhow, as all that was going on in my mind, then we come across this uh, South Africa, some folks from South Africa sent me this, this link, and uh, it had to be about this Dr. Noakes and another woman who was um, being extradited for having uh, been promoting this, uh, this agent here that's being used to have an effect on cancer. And so in our research, Judy was doing the research um, while I was trying to get some other things going for tonight and the more I started to listen to what she was pulling up, I started to you know, spend my time involved in that and I didn't get any study notes. So I thought, well, this is what we'll do. We'll talk about this and how it is that uh, those that practice wickedness are doing what they do. So, anyhow, I'll continue with the article quick. In scientific studies, GCMAF's efficacy has been tested by using Nagalese, Nagalese it probably is, as an indicator for cancer load or other ailments, with a decrease in Nagalese being a sign of efficacy. In a fairly open and shut case of circular logic, however, both GCMAF and the Nagalese test that is meant to monitor GCMAF therapy were patented by the same man, Dr. Noburu Yamamoto. Now,
1: um,
0: again, I don't know anything about the doctor, but I know he's a doctor and a scientist, and he has a a very prestigious, or at least he used to, uh, set of credentials. Now, uh, this portion of the article is called The Pioneer. It says, it would be easy looking at the claims made of his research uh, to dismiss the self-described pioneer of GCMAF as a snake oil salesman, but a deep dive into his career does not offer such an easy out. Dr. Yamamoto, now 92 years old, and as he told us over the phone, end quote, still actively engaged in research has had what can easily be described as a long and very productive career as a scientist, with a publishing record going back at least to 1957 to the present. He has seen his work published in some of the world's most prestigious scientific journals, including a 1964 paper in Science and multiple papers in Proceedings in the National Academy of Sciences. Dr. Yamamoto, who holds a Ph.D. in biochemistry from GIFU, G-I-F-U, University in Japan, has been a U.S.-based researcher since 1959 when he was invited to be a visiting associate researcher at Fox Chase Cancer Center in Philadelphia. He was later hired as a biophysics and biochemistry researcher at the National Institutes of Health in Maryland before becoming associated in multiple capacities with Temple University in Philadelphia until 80, and then he took a post at ha- Hanuman University School of Medicine, now a part of Drexel University, also healthy. in 1987, as a professor at Hanuman, Dr. Gallimato published a paper in the journal. In 1987, as a professor at Hanuman, doc- uh, or at, in the journal Cancer Research, excuse me, that would become the basis for the concept he later termed GCMAF. He officially left academia in 1993, but then took a post at a private hospital named the Einstein Medical Center in Philadelphia. And it was there that he began focusing myopically on GCMAF, publishing a number of early papers relative to GCMAF. One paper co-written by Yamamoto published in 1996 listed a woman named Suka Azbal, a former medical student in Philadelphia, now a radiation oncologist at Cooper Health, as a co-author. When we contacted Dr. Asbel about the paper, she told us by telephone that she did briefly work with Yamamoto supplying him with blood samples from cancer patients under her care at the request of a superior, but had been unaware that the authorship credited for the paper in question had been attributed to her until an NGO, that is a non-government organization that investigates fraudulent cancer cures, raised concerns about the research in 2014. Asbel, who described Yamamoto as having a bit of a wacko, having been a bit of a wacko, said she didn't know when or why Yamamoto parted ways with the Einstein Medical Center, but she told us she had heard rumors that he left in a huff. All right, I'm going to stop here because, first of all, we're talking about now the paper written in 1996 also listed this woman as, as, a, as a co-author, which they often do. They will give billing and credit, if you will, to someone else who's you know, in some way associated or connected. Well, she was connected because she was providing blood samples. But what you may have missed there is that she was providing blood samples by the authorization of a superior. So somebody in her up chain allowed her to go ahead and provide and supply the blood samples now that should not be a small thing, and that shouldn 't just be skipped over because i 'd like to know who that person was in the up chain because somebody knew what this guy was doing and knew what he was capable or knew what he was starting to come to, and was willing to have these cancer blood you know uh, uh, samples be supplied to him so you know, reading between the lines, you see that there's something going on and and not all of the information is, is here. Um, then she says he's a bit of a wacko or whatever and that he left possibly in a huff. It is clear, at the very least, the article goes on that Yamamoto ran into serious problems with the administrators at Einstein around that time. Although a media representative for Einstein initially denied to us that any records supported the claim that Yamamoto had ever worked for them, did you catch that? It said that in a contact with administrators in Einstein around that time, a media representative said initially and denied to them that there were any records that supported the claim that Yamamoto had ever worked for them. Now, how does that happen? That all of a sudden somebody who's being interviewed for an article Says, well, gee, we don't have any records of the guy who ever worked for us. Well, then when somebody digs something up and finds out that that isn't true, well, then, oh, yeah, well, maybe, maybe, maybe he did. Uh, so here's what it says denied to us any records supported the claim that he'd ever worked for them. A human resource representative there later confirmed to us of his employment, which began in 1993, and that it was terminated in 1999. A variety of partial or unverified accounts of why this may have happened, but no definitive answers really have been offered. How convenient. Allegations of misconduct were levied against Yamamoto. Uh-huh, hmm where do we hear that before? Where do we always hear stuff like that? Charges which were damaging enough for Yamamoto to respond by filing a lawsuit against both Einstein and then Director of Research and Technology Development for libel, slander, and misrepresentation. Yamamoto himself told us that Einstein's then Director of Cancer Research was a very bad person, quote, end quote, who was trying to eliminate superior researchers from the facility for his own gain. Now, let let me back up here. Yamamoto himself told us that Einstein's then director of cancer research was, quote, a very bad person. Boy, you know what? You don't want to call somebody a bad person, do you, Rich? (laughs) Who was trying to eliminate the superior researchers from the facility for his own gain and that he himself had never sued Einstein or anyone else over his termination because it would have been too much work. However, we were able to obtain a court docket indicating that Yamamoto was indeed the plaintiff in a libel suit filed against Einstein's director of research, which was eventually settled out of court. The complete records of that case were destroyed in 2004. Now remember, he was brought there in 93, he was dismissed in 99, brings a lawsuit and the lawsuit gets dismissed in 2004 and all the records that you know are all destroyed because it was settled out of court in correspondence between yamamoto and the editor of the journal translational oncology regarding the concerns raised by the invest investigation into his work which were which we were able to obtain yamamoto seemed to suggest that claims of misconduct leveled against him were genuine but were, in his view, unrelated to research practices and ultimately the result of a financial misunderstanding. So think about that. Um, This is what he wrote. He says, this term, misconduct, has nothing to do with our... This is from Yamamoto's letter. This is an excerpt of his letter. This term, misconduct, has nothing to do with our research work. When a prostate cancer patient from Arizona State required GCMAF therapy, another prostate cancer patient, and then he names it uh, that person, suggested with a small amount of donation from an Arizona patient. After GCMAF therapy of Arizona patient, however, he wrote the cost rather than the donation of GCMAF through the Internet. When Einstein Cancer Center director saw that he stated this, saw that he stated this is misconduct even Arizona prostate patient visited Philadelphia even though the Arizona prostate patient visited Philadelphia and spoke to Einstein lawyer the situation didn't seem to change so that's what the misconduct was about was that you see Yamamoto was no longer free to be able to do this is really what it amounts to. That's not written here, and it's not stated, but here's what it says. We found no definitive proof that he was fired from his position at Einstein for any kind of misconduct, although the lawsuits he filed against his former employer suggest that he was portrayed in a negative way, to which he objected, and that around that time his employer, his employment was terminated. Einstein would not confirm the details of Yamamoto's termination or acknowledge the lawsuit, and although we sent multiple requests for comment to an individual listed as a defendant in that case, we received no response. Nonetheless, it was around that time Yamamoto left Einstein that he began to describe himself as the director of Socrates Institute, which is located in his home. His six-year publication hiatus ended in 2006 with his paper about the utility of Nagalese as an indicator of progress for AIDS treatment, and beginning in 2008, he published the four papers most frequently cited in favor of GCMAF's efficacy against both AIDS and cancer.
1: The most notable
0: of the papers published in the International Journal of Cancer claimed metastasizing breast cancer cells had been successfully destroyed with GCMAF. Another 2008 paper, this one published in Cancer Immunology and Immunotherapy, claimed that GCMAF was effective as a treatment for colorectal cancer. A 2009 paper published in the Journal of Medical Virology made the astounding claim that HIV-infected patients were rapidly cured by GCMAF therapy. The inclusion of these three papers in scientific literature would be short-lived. However, by 2015, these papers had all been retracted by the journalists that, journals that had published them. So in other words, this guy's got to go out on his own. That's similar to what happened with us with the, um, the fella from... Purdue University that we interviewed on a solutions broadcast while we're with scriptures for America you see the man had a distinguished career and I can understand somebody not wanting to come out of the box with information that they know to be true because they've spent their whole life and their their future relies on it maybe their own children or their own children's children because they've got a pension that's coming. They've got all sorts of things tied up in this. While I would like to believe in the altruism of anybody who works on something and finds there to be truth, that they would give up all for the the necessity of the truth. But in his particular case, he didn't until he was retired. Did he come out and has been speaking against the glyphosates and the Roundup herbicides and the other herbicides for a number of years. Well, you know, it's kind of one of those things we say too little, too late, because look at how many people have been harmed and damaged and so forth by it, and how many more untolds are we going to find out. But that's the way that it is. So, you know, um, praise God that he is coming out and he is speaking out, and some things are happening, and you know, Monsanto has been sued for the Roundup product and, you know, awards have been made and, you know, people are finding some, some relief in, you know, in the, in the financial reward that has been awarded them and their families uh, as a result of the lawsuit. But there's a lot of people out here that are affected by it that, you know, uh, can't get any recourse and relief because they're so far down the food chain of this thing that the lawyers will eat it all up and there'll be a paltry sum for anybody that's left at the end of it now. So that's the way these things work also, anybody who's watched these things over the while, over the years. Um, all right, I've spent about a half hour just trying to give you the basic details. Um, and basically, they're gonna go on to say that the the reason all these journals rescinded these articles is because they found a problem with the research behind the papers. And they posted it on their website and says that they didn't actually measure the tumor, tumor growth or the decline directly, but relied on this Nagalese, which the researchers claimed as an accurate measure, and so therefore, since that's not an approved method and so forth, that it's not an acceptable way and they didn't realize that at the time they published well that just goes to another issue here we've got these people publishing things in their are in their newsletters and magazines in the medical industry and yet they don't even take any time to determine the research and so forth behind them if they're going to now say well we polled them because oh, you know really there was some failed some failed science behind it or some failed, uh, you know, scientific uh, trials and studies that weren't really approved. And this is one of the key things. The main issue was that little, parentheses, if any, in parentheses, independent documentation existed about the patients involved in the studies or their approval or their approval for participation in medical trials. I want you to think about that. You see, we want to make sure that everybody coming into a trial is approved for the trial. Think about that. So, in other words, if you are a patient that is a high risk of not, you know, having your cancer cured or whatever, and having a recurrence or, you know, whatever, um, we might want you in this study, especially if we don't want a cure. Uh, certainly if we don't want a cure getting out or a cure being known that that is is available just the same way that it happened to Brzezinski. So all things go into full steam overboard here to see what they can do to you know discredit. Um the official justification for each of the retractions, according to statements provided by their respective journals, was that they were due to, quote, irregularities in the documentation for institutional review review board approval, end quote. In other words, you didn't go and get the proper institutional review board approval. We published your, your stuff because we recognized your name, but now we realize that, you know, you really didn't go and get any institutional review board approval to do this. And so, therefore, we really can't have these studies being out there. And we can't have people being, you know, ultimately uh, believing that there's going to be some relief for them in this, in this particular uh, chemical uh, equation
1: and so forth. Uh, so, you know, you know kind of, of funny. It's funny because I was reading this, uh, I was reading this conversation online just about a week ago. And uh, I think it was some people debating vaccinations or something and they were complaining about it was uh, pro vaccine people complaining about anti-vaxxers uh, who were kind of studying this stuff on the side and they're not experts and they're writing up these blog posts and stuff and commentaries on scientific information that they're they haven't studied like real scientists do. right that's what they're saying uh, and so the suggestion suggestion was that these non-scientists ought to uh, if, they, if they really think the information they have is valid they ought to Write up a paper, publish it, have it published in a peer-reviewed uh, journal, like like you're describing. This individual, the, the scientist, did working as an individual. And that was the the whole thread. Was just yeah, that's what you do. You uh, if you, if you think your idea is valid, all you have to do is write it, write up a journal article, and send it out in front of the actual skilled trained scientists, and they'll they'll uh, try to uh, reproduce your experimental results and they'll let you know if uh, you have a valid idea or not because, you know, it's all um, up and up. So that, that's all it takes. And, and you have an example here of somebody doing exactly that, but except he was a, a well a, a, a well-established scientist prior to going alone, uh, and they still shut down what he was what, what he was providing so the, the whole argument that these people were all getting behind on this this discussion is probably invalid too yeah and of course he's a 92 year old
0: nut job now yeah and that's exactly what they did to Brzezinski is they made Brzezinski out to be a whack and uh you know as I say anybody that hasn't ever watched that video I mean, it would be good if all of America watched it. And I tell you, if all of America were aware of it and had watched that video, and it won't be long before YouTube won't won't you know allow that video up there anymore either, because it will it will upset the economic uh, Babylonian system here. You know, we're we're trying to we're trying to run the world here, and you people are just getting in our way and just messing things up.
2: I, I mean, it, yeah. it well,
0: absolutely is calling. It absolutely is despicable. And I can't understand why these people, our people in America aren't absolutely foaming at the mouth at, you know, Judy keeps saying, she says there's got to be a cure. There's got to be something that does something to this cancer there. And you know, she's right. There does have to be something. And that something is probably very natural but as long as they can keep us away from it and anybody i if you have not read eustace mullen's book murder by injection you have got to read it and if you're having trouble finding a copy or something but i think you can still amazon it uh, jeremiah you can do a quick search on that but um And I know that Artisan Publishers probably still carries it too, which is Ray Kapp's organization. He's now deceased, but he was the archaeologist Ray Kapp. And just a wealth of information available at Artisan Publishers. Um, But when you read about who the people are behind this whole medical facade and and how these FDA people are handpicked and you'll find the same nut jobs in positions of authority and power in these things, even the fox watching the hen house. You know, Monsanto and Monsanto's own people, you know, the head of the FDA somewhere back in, I don't know, what was it, the late, early 90s, Rich or something? You probably remember that and your wife, Nancy. They have the what book to on Rich?
1: Amazon.
0: Yeah, what happened to Rich? Rich, can't you hear me? No, he's not. He's not hearing me. So he's still showing that he's up. But, uh, yeah, Isaac. So, so you just happened to be going to the medical journal yourself to read it, huh? And and came across a few things that made you think. No, oh, no. Uh, wonder why they would do that.
1: The, the, no, this was this was just uh, some some discussion on, on an internet board uh, oh. about vaccination versus anti-vaccination. Uh, but I just I thought it was interesting that that all of the vaxxer people that were in on this discussion were of the opinion that you just uh, have to be an honest, hardworking person and um, you, and, and if you're right, which you probably aren't, you can get your information out there, and then we'll all listen to you. And that's that's not the way it works. Um, there was another. This is a little, a little bit off topic, but kind of in, in the same, in the same vein. This morning, I was just reading this article about the the man who invented uh, inter, intermittent windshield wipers, and you know, I don't know what it was. It was in the 40s. Um, he he lived in Detroit. He in, he invented the circuit board in his basement that that allows the windshield wipers to uh, pause. Um, it was helpful for him because he was blinded in one eye. Uh, so he invents this, and he had a dream of building a a business in Detroit. You know, a manufacturing business that would make intermittent windshield wipers and then sell them to all the auto so he built his prototype. He put it in a little box that uh, said do not open. He installed it in his car. He brought it to Ford. He secured a 45-minute interview with some Ford, uh, engin- the Ford en- engineering team. Um, and they asked him a bunch of questions and stuff, and they ended up giving him a job. Uh, but they said before they hired him uh, they wanted they, they had to know, because of safety standards, they had to know uh, how the thing worked. So they signed some paperwork, and he showed them what was in the box. They gave him the job. They worked with him for about four months, and then they fired him. And then they started selling uh, They started selling their cars with intermittent windshield uh, wipers on them, right? Um, and then he took them to court, and he took Ford to court. And they tried to settle for $30 million dollars a large sum of money, uh, and he rejected the settlement. He said that if he uh, because if if he accepted the settlement, um, it would have uh, he would have had to agree that there was no wrongdoing by Ford. Right? right. So he said if he accepted that money, he might as well just be an employee for them. Uh, so he didn't take it. Um, he eventually did win his court case. It took him, I don't know what it took him like 30 years or something. Uh, He won one against Ford and one against Chrysler Uh, and total. He got about $25 million out of it and pretty much destroyed his family because he pursued it so hard in order to win, you know, so that's, how that particular company works and the article was talking it was obviously an anti-corporate article so you take it for what it's worth um but they were saying how it's cheaper for a corporation if if you're if they're dealing with a loan inventor it's it's recognized that it's cheaper for them to just steal what they want use it sell it they're going to make so much money off of the stuff that they're they're not going to lose, even if they get sued for millions and millions of dollars, they're not going to lose money off of it. So it's cheaper and faster for them just to take it, as long as it's not another large corporation that they're taking from, uh, or somebody that has the power to fight back, because usually they can just settle out of court and be done with it. So I thought it was right. a really interesting article, and it's just another example of how uh, how some of these companies operate. And I can totally see, I'm I'm sure that's how a lot of this pharmaceutical stuff works. I mean, these are the, those are among the most powerful companies in the world. They don't put their name out there that heavily, but they're behind so much stuff. Well, you know, and the whole idea,
0: you know, this was a man of principle and he stood he stood upon the principle and and basically said, look, if if I settle, then I have essentially compromised my own self and allowed you to not be honorable. And that's a Christian characteristic. Now, I don't know if he was or not, but it is a Christian characteristic because we're supposed to, Act on the side and do all things in accordance with righteousness, yeah, and so right. he comes there with a fantastic idea that has the potential to do great things and signs his you know NDAs or whatever he does with them, and is careful about what he does sign, obviously, because even after they fired him, he was able to, to take him to court and actually you know succeed and so as a result you know his integrity was intact but see they're laughing all the way to the bank because they're going we offered you 30 million dollars you know 20 years ago or 10 years ago or however long it took like you said and and yet now what you're going to get as an award from these juries is a paltry $25 million, And good luck if it even takes care of your legal fees. You know, I don't even know if that was inaccessible. Yeah. Well, that was legal. another
1: part is that he, I think they said he initially had hired and gone through four different legal firms and he eventually ended up representing himself because he was not happy yeah. with how his case right. was being handled.
0: No, because they aren't doing it. It's a good old boy yeah. system in the legal end. And so... They are not going to prosecute. It. They're not going to prosecute it for the success that the guy wants. They're just all going to see how they can how they can get their piece and get their share of it. I can understand him yeah, having right. to go there and fight it himself. Good evening, yeah. Russell.
2: Good evening. How are y'all?
0: We're doing good. And you?
2: Oh, uh, we're traumatized.
0: Yeah, um, you know, we were looking all forward eyed I didn't bring anything to the table tonight because I thought we were going to have a a uh, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day uh, uh, update of Odessa, Texas. And, and here you were on the lam when we got underway.
2: Well, I had two agents here, that and Texas. Oh. So we've been, we want to do a thorough investigation.
0: I see. Yes, indeed. Well, I'm glad you had an opportunity to tell them how thorough you wanted it then, right?
2: Yes. No fact unturned. All the information is kept under one blanket now.
0: And so you're looking forward to making sure that you cross, that they disclose and that they find in their investigation that you crossed 42nd and Chestnut just 20 seconds before the shooter went through, right?
2: You got some of it right, yeah. Four <laughs> blocks
0: from our house. <laughs> Was it really? Four blocks
2: from the house? Yeah, and, and every time a news deal comes out, Texas corrects it. He goes, That's not right. That's <laughs> not right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing they said was correct so far, except there were some people shot. We know that that happened, but we're just amazed at the stories that are coming out in the the mainstream uh, media. Yeah, they uh, they they're using this to bond Odessa and Midland as brothers, cities that love each other. And they, they came out one day and said, if it wasn't for one policeman from Midland and one from Odessa ramming this guy, he'd still be shooting people. But they forgot uh, that there was already a video release showing the killer ramming the policeman as hard as he could. The policeman was just sitting there. He didn't have anything to do with the ramming. He just took it. And we have umpteen million policemen out here with their your state guard and, and this guy goes all over shooting people unmolested. I mean, they're not even chasing him. I think we're not getting a good return on our investment for our uh, police industry actually.
0: Yeah, you know, that's a Yeah, that's that's a good thing there what you should do is start a Start a um, you know a op-ed or something and say you know what I'm wondering is what kind of what kind of money are we getting? or bang for our buck are we getting here? Because we got everybody in new cars, we got everybody everywhere, yet these <laughs> guys couldn't quarantine these, this guy and shut him down within two to three minutes of the, of the beginning. It took five hours.
2: They couldn't kill him with forty-eight shots. Forty shots with the most modern guns money can buy. Maybe Four you should products.
0: maybe you should call for them to actually do an investigation and ha- see the actual um, uh, uh, armory and artillery uh, ranges. Uh, uh, you know, reports on how they're shooting at their. At their ranges, because maybe these guys can't shoot the broadside of the of the target. Well, you
2: don't dare criticize first responders. They're they're sacred. <laughs> they can't do anything wrong. If you don't believe me, just ask one. They're a brotherhood, Doug. Seriously, yeah. the guy the guy is. Pulled over on the interstate for not signaling to cross the lane. He doesn't give him a turn signal, change lines on the interstate. So he must be pulled over. This is about 10 miles from my house. So they pull him over. Two cops, two Department of of uh, public safety for the state of Texas pull him over, and allegedly he shoots one at the one that gets out through the back of his window and hits him. Now that's hard enough. But then he drives 10 miles over by my house. Nobody's chasing him. I mean, where are they for that 10 miles? drives right up to a postal employee allegedly and blows her brains out and gets her van and and now they've got him saying he's shot all over the county like miles and miles apart and never was he tailed by a dps or a policeman so right there at the end when he goes to the theater and he rams the policeman they don't They're still sitting there. And nobody will answer me the question, how does he get from interstate to inner city without being chased or at least followed? And what good is an Amber Alert if you can't use it in your own city? You you know, they could have introduced this on the Internet, madman shooting, stay home with an Amber Alert, right? We get them out of Houston and Dallas all the time.
0: Well, you know, what about an Amber Alert that, that brings the posse? You know, uh, that's the way we used to do it in the old days is we'd call up the posse. Well, now we got cell phones and everything else, and we can't say the guy just shot a cop on the interstate at such and such you know, keep an eye for this, you know, everybody, every, every armed civilian, and let's take this guy down. And then when we take the guy down, you know, let's bring the guy that brought him down, that kept his eyes open and, and brought him down, let's bring him up before the public and say this is what we do.
2: Uh-huh, give but, him a gold-plated revolver.
0: Well, you know, whatever. I, I suspect the man who did that wouldn't take anything. It'd just be good to, to let the community know This is how we work. This is how we do it as a community. All hands on deck, all eyes on board. I mean, you know.
2: Instead, we have the mayor coming on saying, well, you know, this uh, buying guns from strangers has to stop. Uh, I'm all for families selling firearms to each other, but strangers, this stuff's got to stop. So anybody that's not a family member is a stranger and this is so-called conservative country here yeah but I I I didn't want to take away from your message I just I have a a house full of people and a bunch of them just left so I thought I'd catch the tail end hey is that still there he is
0: well, be sure that he takes some books back to Matthew, because I'm of the opinion Matthew might think that I'm just dogging him here, and I don't have any books for him, so he better find some room in that van to take some books back. <laughs>
2: well, he's driving a Doug Nelson special. He's driving he, a little rented, a little rented Nissan, I think. Oh. Also, oh, did he park?
0: Oh, uh, Did he fly?
2: No, he's, he's rented a car. He oh, drove, I see. He's going with a 40-mile-a-gallon oh. 40 40 mile model instead of the 12-mile-a-gallon model. Uh, but I, I'm going to make him an offer to get pick his greatest hit. <laughs> Maybe he can get a, a an egg crater full of them in there.
0: Does it have a hitch?
2: Uh, no, I don't think so no. It's one of those Nissan Ultima
0: Nissan Oh, yeah Well, doggone um, Find a what way to strap I'm some on, Hey, it's a rental <laughs> Strap some on the roof They won't care <laughs> uh, he, assures
2: you, he assures us That Matthew's not leaving, losing sleep Over those books He's not
0: okay, all right, all right, well, I just didn't want him to think poorly of me that i uh that I took him took him only part way, and that was good enough for for me, and I just figured that with you guys going back and forth, we'd get him shuttled there eventually, so
2: well if anyhow, poorly as somebody it can be me <laughs> oh well. I mean it's not your fault me I just said I uh, showed them over
0: there yeah well that's alright we'll get them one day then
2: but yeah we weren't
0: uh, we weren't really doing much here we opened up uh, I didn't really have much I was starting to do some study last night and I got this email from one of the people in South Africa and and, uh, it was kind of an interesting read about a lady that was being, uh, uh, extradited for being involved in a cancer treatment, and so I thought, we need to look into that, so I put Judy on the task of research, and, uh, boy, did she come up with some, some good stuff, so we spent the last 30 minutes or 45 minutes going over it, and, uh, so it'll be archived, and, uh. Um, but it was uh, just to give you the long and the short. It's on Snopes.com. It's a 2017 article of, uh, about a scientist uh, questionable institutes of cancer. And if you type that in, you'll probably get the article. And you read between the lines, uh, like usual.
1: There's a whole lot
0: to be a whole lot to be gleaned from it, including. The intellectual property was purchased by guess who? An Israeli pharmaceutical. Oh no. Oh yeah.
2: So I put a
0: plug so I put a plug in for Eustace Mullins uh, murder by injection as a precursor to understanding what's in this article here and told everybody to go watch the video uh, uh, what's, what's the video now? Why am I drawing a blank? Dr. Uh, Brzezinski and, uh, and his fight against the FDA and, and the alphabet soup gangs uh, to get his cancer cure out there. So uh, they're still doing it. They are still, uh, if the people in America could read his book Watch Brzezinski's video and read several more articles like this one. I would think there would be a revival in this country and a putting away of these wicked and evil doers. But you know, I don't emotional. know. Yeah, I don't know what it, uh, because those three things there. I mean, if that doesn't tell you what's going on in the medical industry, okay. then.
2: Well, what? I'd, like to, I'd like to read something. All right, shoot. I am the Lord, and there is no other. Besides me, there is no God. I will gird you, though you have not known me, that men may know from the rising to the setting <laughs> of the sun that there is no one besides me. I am the Lord, and there is no other, the one forming light and creating darkness causing well-being and creating calamity. I am the Lord who does all these things. We need to remember that over and over. I know I do because it's very important to get that concept down. Even hurricanes. He says I'm the one, doesn't he? Am I missing something in that?
0: No. It's hard for people to wrap their head around that because we've been taught to believe that that our God is, is a loving and merciful God. And that is true. But along with love and mercy is when the father puts his foot down and says, "It's not going to happen anymore.
2: Well, I, I
0: will talked, not."
2: Go ahead. I talked to a black man at the grocery store the next <coughs> the next day. He was in a um, one of those wheelchair type things, and we got to talking and. I said, that's a pretty crazy world we live in. And he looked at me and he said, well, it's all Satan. There ain't nothing we can do about it. It was all Satan. And I thought, wow, dude's powerful, isn't
0: he? Yep. And that's the church that taught him that.
2: So there's nothing we can do about it. And, and, God inten- and, it true? And,
0: and God intended it that way. Don't you know that? He intended it that way.
2: Well, that's kind of what he's saying, isn't
0: it? Yeah. That's exactly what he's saying.
2: Well, anyway, that uh, I'm glad you left, uh, I needed that for an emergency, and all the time I had it marked, and here, yeah, I just couldn't get to it, so help helped me out there. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that,
0: that 45, 41, 43, 44, 46 lives uh, Isaiah, it it always is a, you know, all of that. I mean, there's just so much, and so it much is, of that. It
2: It is amazing,
0: and very contrary to what we hear, isn't it? Yeah. You know, begins at chapter 41, where Israel is chosen by God, but thou, Israel, art my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham my friend, thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called thee from the chief men thereof, and said unto thee, Thou art my servant, I have chosen thee and not cast thee away, uh, you know, right there in 41, and then it goes on, so yeah, I, I thought, I was pretty sure it was somewhere there in those two or three chapters, and then after you text me back, I it, it kind of hit me at 45 right there in the first part of the chapter somewhere, so. All right, well, I know it's after nine. You got some family. We won't keep you there, and I won't keep the rest of these men on. And Jordan, thanks for joining us, and uh, Rich and everybody. And and um, I think we'll just put some prayer together here as some closing uh, ways here. And so, Heavenly Father, I do thank you for the opportunity to fellowship with the men. And, Father, we thank you for the those families that were able to get together on this time of extended... Uh, weekend and so forth for your people to have rest and to have fellowship amongst their families and we just thank you and praise you for giving them safe travel and Father we know there's one of those systems, those systems that just naturally occur in your creation and it's churning up the east coast of the United States, uh, about two and so Father we know there's a lot of your people in that area and a lot of people that could be affected and Father you gave us this land, this land flowing with milk and honey, but it, it isn't always honey all the time. And we know that, and we've learned how to gird up our loins, so to speak, and prepare for these things and to help one another out. And so, Father, we just ask for you to to know our needs and the needs of those people, uh, your people along the coast and those areas that be affected, and we ask that you give them. Uh, safety and provender as needed, and uh, we just pray for their protection, and Lord, we know that you can move this right on away and pull it right back out to sea, and we would, Lord, that we could ask and you would do that, and that we would be praying something that would be within your will, because you said if we pray, we ask amiss, but if we can pray something within your will, and Father, we know that you don't desire us to to see destruction and devastation and to be hurt. But Lord, it's all in your hands. And we ask that it be your will, that you pull it away and give relief to millions and millions of people and that you take the prognosticators and and make them have to eat their words as to what all they thought this was gonna do and, and it'll keep them scratching their heads wondering what happened and how it defied all the odds. And Father, I pray for those in Odessa, Father, that were affected by this rampage of this lunatic, this, this murderer, and let's call it what it is. And uh, Father, would God that we could bring these men to justice properly, and, uh, and these acts would be stopped. But Father, I don't know but what these aren't all orchestrated, and this one in the same fashion. And our Brother Russell can convey we don't see and understand why nobody would go after this individual for 10 miles or seem not to have, what's going on. So, Father, just pray that your truth comes out, that it be known, that it be seen, and that we continue to see what's wrong in this Babylonian, mystery Babylon of our age. We ask these things and pray for your will be done in all of them. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Good, good night, Good night. All
0: right. Well, good night, all. Good night. Talk to you next week. Good night.